Well, you may love Batman versus Superman. You may hate Batman versus Superman, but we are sure that you will absolutely be 100% over the moon with this podcast because you're listening to Action Finger Blues, episode number 215 for the week of Wednesday, 6th of April. I'm John, and with me tonight are Ben and Justin. This episode is being brought to you by Bam Kapow and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Predator, Jungle Patrol Dutch, the Mattel WWE, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and the character Revo, Rila Kuma. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, gents, for maybe the second time. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Don't pull the curtain back too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Justin, in case I lose yes. you again, I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you doing this well, week? It's good. It's uh, It's been a really good week. Um, recent events have uh, all sorted themselves out and everyone's on the mend. Uh, my wife is back to work this week as well so you know she's been going to a personal trainer three times a week strengthening the old ankle up nice. and uh just had a two-day i was saying before a two-day 14 year old birthday party with lots of giggling <laughs> and screaming 14 year olds they had a sing-along last night oh geez it was terrible <laughs> it was, uh, so out of tune and this morning we've got really good neighbors on the left and at the back of our property and this morning they both said, oh, we heard the lovely singing last night. And, oh. <laughs> was that uh, a karaoke? Or? Yes. Oh, they had some music on, but they were all singing along to the song. When I came, I hid in in my uh, man cave for a while and I came out and they were all actually uh, standing around a big circle. My son was in the middle of the table, all eight years of him. No shirt on for some reason. <laughs> Singing wow. along to all the girls. Again. So have, look they at him. Back, have they got backup careers planned in case the um, singing doesn't work out? <laughs> I was more proud of my son thinking, hmm, look at him putting in some gun work for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> well, that's huh. about it for me. It's, it's exciting as we go. Oh, I went for a surf uh, last week. We had some tremendous uh, uh, hot weather, and the past couple of weeks have been a bit freakish for this time of year, so... Um, Son and I went for a surf two weekends in a row. It was really good, apart from the seaweed and a few Portuguese men of war. Um, it was uh, it was very good. We, the longest I've had been able to go for a surf in ages, so it was really, really good. Without getting paralysed? Yeah, something like that, without getting paralysed or, you know, some injury. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got to be, like, free. paranoid when you see things like that, I would think, with some of the luck the, you've had lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. I can tell you a story at a later date about my luck, but um, <laughs> yeah, paranoid over everything these days. You know, black cats, mirrors, shoes on table. What's the other one? Don't cross a knife and fork at the dinner table or some garbage like that. Umbrellas inside. Yeah, shoes on table means that uh, bad luck is uh, coming. It has to be new shoes, apparently. So that's another old wives' tale. Huh, I've <laughs> never heard that one. Jeez, you don't mean new Have shoes. Have you heard that one, the band, right? 
Oh, it's <laughs> ringing a bell. Oh, something's. Yeah, I don't know. You don't you don't give a wallet unless it's got money in it or something because it'll bring. Yeah, back. I know that one. Yeah, and new shoes on the table. Maybe it's a Irish Catholic thing. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. I, do know that it, I do know that if you send me action figures, it brings good luck. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't you send some to me and see how your luck goes? <laughs> <laughs> I could probably use some. <laughs> yeah. Well. How you been, Ben? I bet you've been spiffing, but how else have you been? Oh, <laughs> uh, not not quite spiffing. I um, well, I, I did have a, a bit of a win. I, I managed to hurt my shoulder earlier in the week, which is causing some pretty serious nerve pain, and so I'm hopped up on all sorts of wicked drugs and whatnot. And uh, during one of my bouts, I got off to see Batman versus Superman, and I give Ben Affleck the um two thumbs up and. The uh, what's her name, Gatto is um, Wonder Woman. I give the thumbs up, and the film overall, bit of a I don't know, no thumbs at all, kind of eh. But um, it was pretty awesome. I went back to the doctor today um, to get the uh, the follow up sort of uh, appointment, and I had a CT scan done of my shoulder and neck and whatnot, and um, it was very cool because the doctor was looking at the results, and he said to me, you know you've got really big bones and I just cheered and I said, it's taken over 40 years and I've now got it officially from a medical professional that I am just big boned. So there you go. Me and Eric Cartman. Uh, you stole it from me. You stole it from me. So that's it. That's it. I, I, it's, it's official. I got it from a medical professional that I am just big boned. Hmm. Well, wasn't uh, that um, Norm from Life Be In It? Wasn't that his excuse as well? Yeah. That he's had big stomach bones? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I'm, that now. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. So, yes. How about you, Mr. Nerd? I was cheating on you guys again. What? <laughs> I was on another podcast. Oh, he podcast for. Wow. I, but I wasn't even talking toys. What? Yeah, no. I was actually on Nerd Lunch this week talking Downton Abbey. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you go. Were you wearing your frilly shirt to do it? No, no, no. I'm more of a below the stairs kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But no, they were they were having a wrap up for the last couple of seasons, and they they needed somebody to fill in, so they knew yeah, I good watched. Stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to talk about. I, I really love that show. So um, yes, I'm, I'm well behind. So no spoilers, thanks. Well, well, you know, it just finished here. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Don't go listen to that episode then. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give you feedback on it in about 18 months when I finally catch up. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be four years from now. That's right. That's right. We'll talk about that later in the show. <laughs> and speaking of later in the show, we should probably get to later in the show by starting the now of the show. Maybe. What do you guys think? Some articulated news? You guys in? Let's go for it, dude. All right. Let's give it a try. Chuck Norris, Karate Commando. Bring it up, hang it down, fight for some evil president. Figures sold separately. Location Tibet. Assignment recover stolen microchip. Protecting it was Super Ninja. Hey First, Timo stood up to him. Hey and was down. Then Reed Smith flew in. Hey and was grounded. But now it's his karate against mine. Hey Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, Super Ninja, Reed Smith, Kimo, and other figures sold separately. New from Kenner. 
Well, before we get to the main events of this episode, we like to start with news, although I have a suspicion that some of you consider the news the main event. But either way, we always start with some articulated news. And Ben, you got the first bit of news. I do. It's a very expensive week looking at the uh, recommended retail prices of our news items this week, but I'm going to kick something. I'm going to kick off the news this week with something that I'm extremely excited about. Um, and mainly because I had absolutely no idea whatsoever that this was coming. And I just happened to see a link in my, uh, my email and I double clicked on it and went, holy crap and leapt for joy. And it is the announcement that Hot Toys have finally, 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 um, solicited a new Alien 1-6 scale figure. So for those of you who don't remember, Hot Toys way, 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 way back in the day before they really kicked off with all their uh, major licenses did some Aliens uh, stuff, and that included a 1-6 uh, Alien figure, which for a while um, went pretty silly on the aftermarket. But as time went on, um, the figure's durability came into question with a lot of the joints, rubber joints perishing and, and things like that. So the figure is not particularly well regarded now and, and not particularly sought after because of its uh, crap durability. But um, we always knew that there would be something new in the works, but it just came as a, a bit of a surprise. And here it is. This is the uh, the Alien Warrior, and this is actually from Aliens, so the James Cameron film. So this is the, uh, the, the, the new head, you know, with the ridges on it as opposed to the see-through uh, dome, etc., with the, the bluish finish. Um, and of course, being an alien, he is actually a rather tall fellow. So he kicks in at, um, 13 and three quarter inches tall. And this looks fantastic. I'm, I'm blown away. They've got a promo shot of the figure sort of standing side on with the tail curved around it and uh, the inner jaw extended. And it looks absolutely amazing. Um, figure is 250 US dollars, which is actually not too bad. Um, and I guess given the amount of effort that's gone into this unique figure, um, not a lot of swap outs happening because there's really not a lot you can actually do with this This guy. It's not like he comes with um, a whole bunch of guns or swap out heads or anything like that. Um, if you order through Sideshow, you do actually get, there's an exclusive where you get a couple of, um, uh, I guess, blood spatters as if the, the alien is actually being shot and they, they look like they just sort of plug into some subtle holes somewhere. So, um, yeah, look, you know, it is what it is. It's got a bendable tail, um, the inner jaw, uh, that is in the jaw opens and the inner jaw extends out, etc. And it looks like he's got some pretty sweet articulation going on. Uh, I'm just blown away. I'm just babbling now because I'm really excited about this figure because, um, in my display case, I've got about a dozen predators and, uh, you know, they're pretty bored because they've got no one to fight. So the only question for me is, you know, just how many am I going to buy? So. Well, at $250 US, I would expect you're going to buy three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, look, this is the kind of figure that because of the price, um, I hope it sticks around and it's, it's not something that sells out immediately. Um, because, you know, this is the sort of thing that I will throw up on my birthday list. And if it's still around at Christmas, I'll probably throw it up on my Christmas list. And yes, I, I would be tempted to get more than one. In fact, two or, or even three would be lovely. So I'll certainly be keeping an eye out to see who sells these, um, the cheapest. That's for sure. So very exciting. And that is actually available. Uh, somewhere between July and September this year, 2016. So, um, I don't, did you guys know this was coming? 
I have um, no idea. No idea. No. no um, I think no. we're going to do that a lot tonight with stuff just suddenly appearing for, for the <laughs> solicitation. And, and Hot Toys seem to turn things around really quickly. Uh, it's really quite bizarre. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that one. So that one's on my list of things to buy. Um, on my list of things that I think are pretty awesome but I'm not going to buy is the uh, Hot Toys Captain America Civil War Falcon. Now, it's not the Falcon. It is Falcon. One six scale figure. So yes, new Marvel movie, which means cranking out all their um, their figures in one six scale by Hot Toys, and uh, this is a really impressive looking figure. I, I love the the detail on the wings. Now, I guess this costume aside, um, you know, we all want something a bit more sort of falcony, you know, to a more traditional like the comic book. But uh, in terms of a one six scale figure, it's pretty well executed with those groovy wings. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the wings harken back a bit to the original colour scheme, don't they? But you know, yeah. But for a one six scale figure, they're pretty awesome. Like that's a that's a big figure when he's sort of got those wings extended. So mm. looks pretty good. Don't know about the portrait. Um, obviously, those goggles can be removed, and I'm looking at the portrait, and oh, I'm not can't say I'm feeling it's that close. Um, don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I think yeah. maybe the expression as well. It's a, yeah. It seems like a determined face on. So. Yeah. But I suppose not a lot of people would probably display him without his goggles on anyway, so maybe they just sort yeah. of skimped a little bit. But, um, look, this guy's pretty kitted out. Um, you've got those groovy wings. He also comes, obviously, the goggles are removable. He comes with that, um, uh, what do you call the robotic... Uh, red wing accessory that follows him around multiple swap out hands he comes with a couple of machine pistols um, and obviously the hands that can hold those and just in case nobody knows who he is he comes with a really awesome base with um, Captain America's Civil War plastered all over it so you'll be thrilled so you won't have to keep explaining to visitors who it is they can just read it so he's going to cost you 235 US dollars and he will be out in the fourth quarter of 2016 um, I'm all about hot toys in the news, and we are also getting the uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, one six scale armoured Batman. So, hey, did you know in Batman vs. Superman he gets armoured up at one point? No. Get out of town. He does, he does. He gets his armour on, and it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, look, you know, this is uh, straight out of Batman um, Dark Knight Returns. Pretty groovy the way they've um, that's that's inspired this look. Uh, and this is a pretty fancy looking figure. And I was actually quite surprised by the, the price. It was only 250 US, but I guess, um, we're not looking at diecast or anything like that, but I just thought with, uh, so much detail in the armor and everything, he might be uh, a bit pricier, but no, he's not. And he's even got light up eyes. You know, even though there's a lot of detail in the armor, I don't think there's a lot of pieces to the armor. Yeah. Maybe it just looks, cause it's chunky. It just looks, more than it is. So I was actually quite impressed with this. I mean, he's got light up eyes, so there's white LEDs that um, light up. They're battery operated. Um, he has the, uh, what do you, do we actually have a name for that swap out face thingy? Uh, you can actually swap out his face from a, a just a, a relaxed look to a, a grimace. He's played by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's right. What? That's right. That's right. Um, look, this guy has uh, the usual swap-out hands. He comes with his um, his little grenade launcher thingy, which we won't talk about too much because that um, plays a big part in the film. Um, but he has his grapple gun, his grenade gun, and his grenade gun ammo. 
Um, so it's kind of like the 40 mil grenade launcher thingy. Um, I actually quite like this. Um, you know, if I had stuff to sort of display it with, which I don't, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty nifty. You notice the, when he's in armored form, he actually doesn't have any kind of, um, bat logo. Mm. There's no, no chest logo of any kind. Yeah. I saw an interview with him during the week saying that he was actually, um, Actually screwed and riveted into the actual costume on set. Wow. So he put it, once he was in, he was in and needed like three or four guys to actually help him around when he was actually <laughs> trying to get, have a break in between shots. So. You know, you would, you'd have to have it written into your contract that you get to take this sucker home, wouldn't you? Oh, just, straight away. <laughs> you just want this in a glass case. Did you see the interview? I'm, I'm digressing now, but that interview with, um, Robert Downey Jr., when they said um, they asked him if he got to take any stuff home, and he said he wasn't allowed to, but um, stuff kept going missing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was great. Okay. Yes. So, anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, man. I was a piece at a time, so just, like, take something yeah, finger, right. palm Love. it. And- <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, look, I think this is actually pretty pretty fancy. Oh, I do like the finish on it. It's got that sort of... Um, Wash dirty look, and there's actually heaps of scratches and stuff on it too. So it looks like he's given it a workout. So good stuff from Hot Toys. And hey, speaking of Hot Toys, guess what? They've also done a Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice Wonder Woman. Huzzah! So here she is, and hey, you actually get a better look at her here than you do in the film. That's for sure. Spoilers, mm. spoilers. Um, yeah, I think this likeness is pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's looks good from like some you, angles. Yeah. I agree Actually, with that. Now that I've said that, I'm looking at another angle that shows her from sort of um, side on and new. No, I'm not really feeling it at all. Really? Maybe I just need to spend more time staring at it to get a feel for it. Yeah. So, yeah, let's know how that works out. Yeah. Send <laughs> this is all restraining cool. orders too. Oh, I'll just add them to the collection. Um, just looking at the costume, I'm actually quite impressed because uh, it occurred to me that I haven't actually had a good look at her costume in, in anything uh, yet. I haven't sort of looked at any merchandise or anything, so this is the first time I'm really getting a feel for, for that costume, and I think it's um, I think it's come out quite well. So anyway, this figure comes with uh, multiple hands. She's obviously got to be able to hold her lasso. She's got to hold the sword and the shield, which it comes with. It comes with a um, a logo base as well. It's going to cost you two hundred and thirty five bucks. No light up eyes, and uh, it'll be out in the third quarter, twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's that's not bad. I'm, I'm a bit iffy on that likeness though. Yeah, but she's like completely seamless. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. You certainly um. Unless the the seams are, oh no, I was going to say the joints and the elbows. Because yeah, you can see it from behind, yeah, and it's it's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't even I'm, see where the head really is. I'm sure it's there, but yeah, good job. Good I'll tell job. you what, if I had seen that, I and just you know didn't have hot toys plastered all over the photo, I wouldn't have <laughs> guessed. I really wouldn't have guessed. Mm. Yeah, it is actually. It looks very realistic now that you mention it. Nice skin tones and stuff like that. Anyway, moving on, my last bit is, hey, it's Hot Toys, and it's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, copyright, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Um, this is the Armored Batman black chrome version, because remember in the movie when he had the black chrome version? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, no. Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. This is, uh, I don't know why they're doing this, but anyway. Is this a spoiler? No, no. What you want to do is rewind about nine minutes to when I talked about the armored Batman uh, Hot Toys figure, and everything that I said about that still applies, except this one is colored black chrome. So, uh, don't know what to tell you. It's 250 bucks as well. 
Uh, how bizarre. See, the scratches are still here, but I don't think they look as good on this one. Mm. Look, I think this is, you know, aiming for the completest, trying to get that extra bit of money. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, this doesn't feature in the film, so. But what's mm. weird is we've seen this version in more than one place. Hmm. Yeah, it's some of the minifigures had the same black chrome. Yeah. Well, look, this is a sideshow exclusive too, so you won't be getting this anywhere else. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you've got a spare two hundred and fifty dollars, you can make an investment and hope that it goes up in price. But so anyway, that uh, ends my bit of news, and hopefully you've found something you can spend approximately two hundred and fifty bucks on. I know I have. If you had to, not one. If you had to buy one, it wouldn't be the black chrome one, right? Ah, no way. No, I like the other one. I think the the finish is actually really, really nice on the the regular, mm-hmm. normal movie one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Well, Justin. Yeah. Yes. Leave some more news on us. Okay, so I've got some news from a small independent movie by the name of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> and I have a Superman statue. But this one is from Prime One Studios and Sideshow. The thing with this one, it's a half-scale statue. So he measures at yeah. 41 inches tall uh, for the low, low price of 2000 US. This, too, can be yours. Now, uh, when we go into the actual what you get, what's in the box part of it, um, you know, for two grand, apart from having a whopping great Superman statue, <laughs> you get two emblems and the LED spotlight function on the base so you get light up. And, of course, you get the um, – it says highly quality translucent resin for a lifelike skin effect. So I wonder if it's the actual, like, touchy-feely, soft sort of flesh thing you can get Ooh. on some of these figures. It's almost But, um, you know, when it's, when, when, it, when it's big like this, this Superman costume, you think there's something wrong around the ab section. It looks like he has too many abs or he he's definitely got, needs trunks to break uh, yeah. that costume he, up. He's got eight abs. and Yeah, he's greedy. <laughs> which is odd because um you know those weird the weird sort of piping that he's got on his obliques you know on the on yep. the side that looks much more pronounced in this figure than it did in the movie like I, that's really in the, in the promo shots they've got for this figure those speed lines are really sort of um standing out mm-hmm. to me which I, I didn't sort of get that in the, the movie yeah the the sculpting on the chest and the arms almost looks like he's wearing some kind of body armor underneath it to me because mm. it's so the muscular you know the muscle muscle musculars the musculars are really well pronounced yeah. I, I think in in the actual movie he does wear i'm uh, not superman would do this but the actor wears a metallic um sheen to a bodysuit mm. and then that feb that fabric stretches over the top to give the appearance that, you know like man of steel sort of thing so i think that's what they're That's trying to what's pull happening off, yeah. here as well, yeah. Mm. But you're right. These stripes, the racing stripes, whatever you want to call them, are not um, not not pronounced at all in the movie. I'm wondering yeah. how much of a difference was in that first movie to the second movie, how much adjustments yeah. they made to the costume. I can't really remember the first movie that much, um, costume-wise, I, that's for sure. I have to confess the same thing because... Um, I remember there's a scene in the film where I was sort of looking at him and I was trying to understand what was different between this costume and the previous one. And I did look and go, why does he have a belt buckle when he doesn't have a belt? Yeah, isn't that weird? And it's like, I think the S symbol's in there, the hope symbol's in there as well, I think. Mm. This blue doesn't look as, it looks a lot lighter. Maybe it's just the the studio lighting for this particular shot. But um, look, uh, you know, overall, I think it's fantastic. Like Prime One Studios are doing some astonishing stuff in, in this big scale and, I mean, that portrait looks uh, pretty good. I think that's pretty mm. spot on. 
Um, just, think, you know, not, not for yeah. me. No. I wonder and being they, that size... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I wonder how these ship. Yeah, I'm having pieces. Yeah, well, I looked at uh, that and yeah. the, the weight hasn't been announced yet. So I wonder if that's a floating uh, price uh, and they haven't really considered, you know, is the price going to go up with the shipping a, a hell of a lot? Because shipping we've got no. so far is pending. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. So you will pay so, two grand and then it'll probably ship yeah. directly from China if it's prime one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Really, that, that, just sort of looking at the, the main promo shot for this, it really sort of, um, has that Kirk Allen feel to it with the hair sort of slicked back with the, the cowlick on the side. It looks like that, that original of, Superman. Yeah. Harkens back yeah. a bit, you reckon? Yeah. Hey, look, I think this is great. I just, you know, it's not, not too grand great, but. Mm. Yeah, actually, that one, if you're looking at the same one I am, it's cut off, like, at the bottom of the S. Hmm. That's actually probably the most Superman I, I've seen out of that version of the costume. Yeah. yeah. You know, where, where you're just seeing kind of from the chest up. That actually looks pretty good, you know, to me, um, as Superman. But if you were going to spend, you know, two grand, you'd have to get this one and the other one, wouldn't you? No, I would only get the other one. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, moving on, not to be outdone, mm. we're getting a Batman statue. No. This is from Prime One Studios. Oh, yeah, we are. And um, so, what? same sort of dealio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, price is pending for shipping. We have this product size is 43 inches tall. So I guess, I think Affleck's the tall sort of dude. So I guess they're yes, countering yeah. size to actually, yeah, to bring it down to that scale. Um, and the same sort of thing. We're getting that lifelike skin effect. I guess that's to the, only to the mouth piece underneath the cowl, two emblems for the display and LED spotlight function on the base as well. So I, um, I, I cheered when I heard Ben Affleck was Batman because, I mean, the dude is six foot three. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's a scene in the film where you see him working out and, uh, you know, he's, he's beefed up. He, yeah, CrossFit. He put on, yeah, he put on some pounds for this film. And look, I'm, I've always been a fan of, you know, simpler is better. And, um, you know, I'm one of the few people on earth who really didn't like the Nolan costumes. I just thought they were, you know, ridiculously over the top with all their armor plates and stuff. And, um, I just, I, I love this costume. I think, you know, if they could, um, my only, my only criticism of this outfit is I wish he had lenses in his eyes rather than being mm. able to see his yeah. eyes. So I've always had yep. an issue with exposed eyes. But uh, but other than that, I love this piece. I, I don't know that I'd spend two grand on it, but it looks fantastic. Mm. And I've obviously done their research. I think we get a bit of that in the movie as well where they're facing off. I think this is – I'm not giving anything away here, but when they do face off, you go, well, Batman's actually more – imposing than superman is body wise like he is yeah he's a, a massive dude. man in this he's, he's bigger than superman in this movie well, well i think henry cavill's only about five foot ten so mm. he's really quite a big chap bit disappointment we didn't see as much utility belt action as i would have liked but there's some a really good shot of this with the um you know the full body shot in the, the promo shots for this piece where it's only sort of lit mainly from one side and I actually think it looks great and John you should be pleased if you look at the bottom of that cape it's actually quite dirty yeah <laughs> he's even so got dirt there on his boots and stuff too it looks like yeah they were thinking of you when they did this i guess they were yeah. i i like my batman a little less muscly really I, yeah uh-huh. i like my my batman a little more towards the athletic side yeah, but I mean, when you see Affleck without his without his shirt on, he, you know, he definitely comes across as athletic. I think it's just, you know, the suit adds a bit more bulk. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I like it, just not for two grand. He needs a bat cup though. 
A what? A bat cup. Like a coffee mug? No. <laughs> <laughs> Something to protect the bat junk? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving right along. I, mean, I could see an armored piece there, you know? For sure. Yeah. Practical, yeah. <laughs> and, and Batman's a practical guy, so I would have. Yeah, definitely. That. Well, you know, which is why he should cover his eyes. Yeah, first time the wind comes along and whips up some dust and Batman's standing there going, can you hang on a sec while I just clear my eyes? Just just nobody punch me. Just hang on a sec. I'd be covering the other area first. Yeah. <laughs> There's reason soldiers have um, goggles, people. So, but they don't wear them on their face because we got to see who they are in movies. That's exactly right. That's why you put them on your helmet. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's All scale right. down the price a bit, shall we? We shall. So moving on to someone even more hardcore than Batman. We're going to talk about Shearer. It's a one-quarter scale from, yeah. who is it from? Pop Culture Shock. Sorry, I've got it right in front of me. Yeah. So this bad one will, uh, well, it displays at 29 inches, so 73 centimeters. The top of her power sword, it is released second quarter of 2017. So this is a forward sizzle if I've ever seen one. Um, she stands on the base, which is uh, part of the symbol from the opening part of the cartoon. I think it's a crystal something something or other. Crystal Castle, that's it from the base. Um, look, this is this is definitely filmation style. It's um, there's not really much in the way of uh, muscles going on here. It's a slender sort of female pose. For me, the hair is done uh, really well. And mm. the face sculpt is actually is pretty good. You know, it's mid sort of uh, what what did she used to say? I can't even remember. For the honor of um, Grayskull, I think she said. Oh, oh, then something like that. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the windswept hair and the cape is sort of billowing at the back, and no price at this stage. But um, you know, I'm sure this excites a lot of people. So, well, I mean, this is nice this- indeed. I just like the fact that Pop Culture Shock uh, are sticking with, you know, the the brand. Uh, you know, they've done quite a few of the filmation style now. You know, we've seen definitely seen He Man, etc. So um, it's nice to see them stepping out and doing Shira. I, I think this looks great. Uh, I think she looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's I not, do too. not for me. I, I'm actually a bit surprised. Maybe it's because um, the solicitation we've seen hasn't been from Pop Culture Shock directly, but um, they're notorious for variants. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah. You know, even if there's a a different coloured cape or something, but yeah, mm. beautifully finished. I, I think this looks really nice. Yeah, the photos in this are really doing it justice as well. So yeah, and these these are usually quarter scale too. So yeah, yeah, mm. so, yeah. Oh, and there's an exclusive. I was there. There is. Yeah, you made me have to go back now to my other tab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the exclusive is the um, the little rainbow dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lookie, whatever his name was. Sure. <laughs> I don't have that anywhere in front of me at all. If you look at all of the thumbnails, he's actually one uh, of the okay. last ones. Right. They, they show him and he's on his own little base. Right. Well, that is uh, very good. Did you ever play along with that and try and find him in the episode? You know, they did. <laughs> no, that's this is not. That's the other. This is Al. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. That owl dude. <laughs> Look it up in the break. <laughs> I think it was like cat. cat stupid. But anyway, I'm going to get uh, hate mail next week. <laughs> so, Pretty well done. Looks like my dog. Uh, looks like my dog Zoe is a French bulldog. So. <laughs> it's an inspiration for it. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You have a French bulldog named yeah. Zoe. Really? 
Does she yeah. snore? Oh my god, Ben. Does mm. she snore? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Frenchie's pretty much all snore. I was gonna say, it's Jeez. definitely the breed. Wow, it's, um, I have to get up and go to the spare room right down the end of the house and have to close the, we have this middle sliding door in the house. <laughs> close that and still can hear her. It's just, it is unbelievable. It's like a drunken sailor on shore leave. That's right. <laughs> Uh, our, our little girl dog's named Zoe too. So, oh. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Mm. All right, Justin, bring it down to the. Okay, chimneys. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to some minifigures from Lego, and these ones are extra special because they are Disney Lego no. minifigures. I'm yeah, sorry, so I'll quickly go through it. All the news. <laughs> <laughs> we have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Ariel, Ursula, Peter Pan, Captain Hook, Stitch, Alice, Cheshire Cat, Maleficent, Mister Incredible. With a newspaper, Syndrome, Omnidroid Plans, Aladdin, Genie, Buzz Lightyear, and Pizza Planet Alien. That's the claw alien, right? That's yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually saw an earlier solicitation of this, and I'm sure that Woody was uh, included in this original lineup. So mm. Woody's been punted for someone. I don't know who. I'd have mm. to go back and have a look. Um, I think the, the only jarring thing of these is the head sizes for a lot. When you have a look at, say, uh, Buzz Lightyear next to Mickey Mouse, Mm. The head size feel like those, uh, those guys walking around at Disneyland in the suits yeah. with the giant heads on. <laughs> yes. Okay, so guys, but, if you could, if you could only have one, which would you have? Out of this, yeah. Mm. If you could only have one. Oh, oh that's I would tough. say I would say <laughs> Donald. Just from a childhood thing, I love Donald. Um, you know, pissed off all the time. He'd always lose his crap <laughs> over something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be tempted I'd say to say Little Mermaid, but that Buzz Lightyear, man, I'd <laughs> and Stitch, I don't know. I'd have to go I for Syndrome. The... I think Syndrome works really well in, with these minifigures, like with his hair all swept up like that. Like, He's a good this... one. He's a good one. Yeah. Do you think Buzz's weird. head has been even shrunken smaller to fit into the glass sort of? Uh, I don't to his dome? think so. Looking at him next to um, Mister Incredible, yeah, yeah. he doesn't look like it. I, I, I'd like that they went with sculpted heads for Mickey, Minnie, and the yeah. the Mister and Mrs. Duck. Probably wouldn't have worked any other way. The genie one's the one that kind of surprised me how they did him. So, do you reckon that the bottom of the genie has the little hole in it so that he actually fits on a like a, a yeah. Lego? Plate? But because they've done a genie before in the um, uh, in the yeah. normal minifigure line, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that was easy. Cheap bastards. And that's that's yeah, his, yeah. that's the same lower half, right? Is that yeah, it's the same color too. I think it may be a lighter blue. Mm. No, these look good. Hopefully, they good, though. Yeah, I hope they go all right because this is the sort of thing you definitely want to see in a subsequent series like um, like The Simpsons. Um, yeah. Didn't we get The Simpsons? Yeah, like as in The Simpsons were successful oh. enough to get a series too. So you know you'd want the same sort of success because you don't want to be stuck with Buzz and and no Woody. Um, they could uh, go on forever, couldn't they, with the Disney? Uh, well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to think, well, if they're doing Disney, that and means Pixar. they're talking to Disney. So are they talking to Marvel? So could we get yeah. a Marvel series? Truth. Yeah, it'd be a good way to get some characters out there that you, you, know, you can't fit into sets. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I like. You going to get them all, Justin? Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not really complete these days with most of, of the uh, minifigures. Like, I only sort of get the ones that I don't like dob- doubling up too much. But one of the coolest ones I got lately was the Frankenstein with the um, electric guitar. I thought that's, that's really, really, really cool. But, um, you know, it's a, 
it's the proper Frankenstein with the elongated head, you know, Frankenstein mm. monster. Mm. Yeah. With his electrodes? Yeah, he does. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So further update to Shira that owl is named Cow, so it was K O W L. I thought it was. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Can sleep well tonight. Huh? <laughs> yes. So All right. Back on that heat mail. All right. I'm going to bring home my news with some uh, Luke Skywalker Rogue Group Snow Speeder Pilot six scale figure by Sideshow Collectibles. First go on the price, which is pretty reasonable, I guess, two sixty nine um, US. Now, one thing that I saw from this is the amount of accessories that are included in this uh, figure. I mean, you just go through it. You have the um, the helmet with the comlink, you know, the cold weather flight jacket, as we know, but they've got the utility belt that's got all the gear on there, lightsaber hilt, um, gear harness goes on and on, the the hands. Looks like they've really gone, uh, you know, all out with this, and uh, it's pretty impressive for the long shot down the bottom, the promo part on the white background, and, what do you guys think? I think the only thing that sort of uh, gives away the flight suit's a bit puffy in areas, but otherwise I think it's uh, really, really well done. The first question that comes up for me is how how different is this to the one that Scotty reviewed, you know, a few episodes ago where it was just the sort of standard Luke X-Wing? Well, I um, think the main difference is, is that puffiness to the yeah. – I think he's got like an extra jacket on. And then the boots and gloves for this are completely different. Okay. So they obviously change the costume between films or something. Because X-Wing Luke has like dark glossy boots and gloves. And then this has the, you know, the puffy empire type boots that he wears later on. And, you know, the gloves are the white, you know, snow, snow gloves. So it's been almost 40 years and I haven't noticed that. Really? (laughs) Hmm. I would never have known that there was a huge difference between his flight suits between films. Yeah, you can kind of see like the little ribs going down the arms. I don't think you can see that in, um, he just has like a plain like jumpsuit and he has little pens in the pocket on his arm uh, on the, the X-Wing version. I don't think he has the pouches on his belt like this one does either. Okay. Well, was expected to ship, uh, very late this year. So December 2016 to February of next year. Um, and I mentioned the price, I think, already, which was 269 US. But some of these shots are fantastic, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This Next is R2. Yeah. yeah. I, what's weird is they show them on Dagobah with the helmet on, um, mm. which is, you know, kind of unusual because uh, I don't think he actually, you know, he was in the X-Wing, took the helmet off, and jumped got out. out. Yeah, he jumped out. Yeah. What's weird is... Um, in their overall pictures, they show just gloved hands, but then there's like two separate shots of him with um, ungloved hands and actually a pair of gloves as well. Was he? Yeah, okay. Just trying to think, was he ungloved? Like I just, you know, did he take his gloves off to, to pop out his lightsaber? And... He takes them off on Dagobah mm. when, when he's kind of standing there in the swamp with his, his gun raised up. He's He's... But this is the Snowspeeder pilot. Why are they calling it Snowspeeder pilot? Shouldn't it just be Empire Strikes Back or something? Or, I mean, is this the same outfit? You know, he finishes bringing down the AT-AT and then races back, jumps yeah. in his X-Wing and, and flies off of Hoth. It's still in the same outfit. Yeah, and I kind of wonder, if, yeah, it's the same outfit. And I kind of wonder if... Jeez, I didn't even stop for a shower. Yeah. I Because <laughs> he didn't raise a sweat. 
Right. He did on Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What I don't know is if he wore this between Dagobah and Best, but I can't remember if he, he wears more of a regular X-Wing elf, you know? Mm. I think what this guy should have actually come with is um, uh, a grapple gun. Mm. That would have been good. I thought, think that would have been more logical than, than say, the, um, you know, his, um, his, his blaster. I love that unlit lightsaber held. That is just a beautiful piece. Yeah. Especially in this scale. I think this is, this is great. And if you haven't picked up the previous, um, uh, X-Wing Luke Skywalker, that's a good opportunity to, to get up. And that's very clever of them to do some promo shots with R2 as well. So yeah, they do look good together in those shots. That lightsaber hilt does look correct for Empire 2. It actually changes a little bit between the films. Right. And, uh, you can see the rivets that, that came in in Empire on the, the little black rubbery bits. Mm. And, then, and then the little slide on the side was, uh, more, it, it changed. And, and that's different here as well. So they've really yeah. paid attention to the detail. And it's actually a really nifty exclusive. If you get these from, um, if you get this figure from Sideshow, there is actually an, an exclusive swap out hand that actually has um his, uh, his un- ungloved hand holding the flight gloves uh so and that, that's I actually see, quite neat. i didn't see that was the exclusive so oh i guess it is exclusive so yeah, his you thumb, really you really need that if you want him for dagobah his thumb looks really awkward the way he's holding those gloves but anyway it was after yeah. a car accident so sure cool i like it i like it oh wait that means i'm that's up. it yep yeah oh. <laughs> And hang on, because, you know, I didn't want to be left out. Um, I've got some Batman versus Superman news. Huzzah! There's a premium format armored Batman coming. Hooray! So, um, the now premium format's what, quarter scale? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so this is it's a pretty good size figure. So you're looking at $524 coming mm. out first quarter next year. Now, have we had a Batman versus Superman Superman premium format? I believe so. Because we did actually have a Man of Steel uh, premium format statue. I'm just wondering, you know, have we had the, the companion Superman piece yet, or am I just thinking back to the Man of Steel one that came out, which was um, very controversial? That was a squatting pose one, was it? No, it's because it was, uh, aside from not being a particularly good portrait, it was um, completely hollow. And a lot of people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A lot of people complained bitterly that they yep. spent all this money and got like a, a yeah. basically a, what amount. Uh, and they used PVC. So yeah. it was a hollow PVC under the outfit, the tailored outfit. And people were saying they were paying all this money for effectively a Barbie doll. So, mm. yeah. This looks great. I, I think it's a really cool pose too. It looks quite menacing. And, mm. um, he actually has light up eyes. I love the base for it. The base is really good. Mm. Yeah, with a bit of rubble strewn around and yeah. keeping it simple. Yeah. I like the, um, the color difference in the, you know, the undersuit, the under armor. You know, there's yeah. a slight sort of gray under there that leads on to the darkness of the cape. It sort of sets it off a bit with that sort of bit of the blue in the eyes as well. It looks, sets it all off. Yeah. I think, John, you're probably not coping with the fact that his cape is so clean. <laughs> it's tattered at the bottom though. Yeah. It's ripped it's a little bit, but it, it's not dirty. Yeah, well, it's not I can deal sh- with that. Shots I, on you got to ask though if if this is five hundred and twenty four and the the hot toys version is two forty nine. Well, other than this being bigger, I mean they both got light up eyes. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be twice as big for twice the price. No, you know I just do like this is this is pretty swish. But anyway, 
Very nice. I'm I sure we'll I, get a, a one woman and a Superman. I think I like the finish a little better on the Hot Toys one too. Mm. So, well, with any luck, we get we get Superman, Wonder Woman, and Lex Luthor. <sighs> as long as Lex has removable hair and yeah, removable <laughs> head. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> in case we haven't had anything that was you know in your price range because you wanted something more expensive. <laughs> um, if you're so enamored with the Force Awakens that you would like a a guard of a first order stormtrooper, you can order a life size one from Sideshow. Huzzah! And it will run you eight grand. Jeez! Wow! But if you sign up for the newsletter, you can get fifteen dollars off. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that sold. Holy dooly! Expected the ship sometime this year. You know, it's a fully armored piece. Comes on a base. Actually says first order stormtrooper, which I don't know that you, you need here. But lucky, yeah. Because no one would know what that is. People would walk in and take one look at that and go, "What movie is that from?" You know, somebody would. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that this is eight grand because you know, getting around is the the Terminator T eight hundred endoskeleton, which is about the same price, and uh, I feel like you'd get you know better bang for your buck. With the chrome endoskeleton, it's got light-up eyes and comes with two guns and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, but after the last movie, really, which one do you expect the licensing's cheaper for? Mm. Well, I'd almost be inclined, you know, for eight grand, I'd almost be inclined to buy a, um, a costume, which I'm sure mm. will be available for, you know, a thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks, one of those high-end costumes, and stick I it on a mannequin. I don't know. I, I think if you get the official one... You're, you're running more, hmm. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's nice. I'm just not not for eight grand. Because just for the the helmet, the the high end helmet, you know, if you're going to buy just one already finished and everything, it's five hundred dollars. So the whole armor set's going to be, yeah, you know, you're going to be up there price wise. That's just my take on it. Nick, you guys are out for this one. Yeah, I've ordered four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to get the phasma when she comes out? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, we're going to keep this rolling with the, the high-end show. And uh, from Titanfall, Sideshow's bringing out M-Core Ogre. And uh, this looks like a mech uh, suit that is just way over the top. This is their third one, I think. Yeah. Series. It's bloody awesome. Yeah, this is mm. cool. I uh, really like the coloring in this. So. Yeah, this is from Three Zero, um, mm. so they've got the little pilot figures in them, and uh, it's twenty inches tall. So I think the figures what six inches? Yeah, little, yeah, it was six inch scale. Yeah, this guy looks a lot more brutal than the last couple. Like the last two have been kind of you know a bit on the slender side um, in terms of mechs, and this guy looks a lot more beefed up. Well, he not only looks beefed up, but he looks more mechish. Mm, mm. You know, he doesn't look like a guy in a suit because you can see through him in places. And yeah, I kind of dig it. They, well, these are great. great. I, I was very tempted with the first one, and I'm glad I didn't get it because then I'd feel some sort of OCD compulsion to get um, all the subsequent ones as well. And at that kind of price, I mean, yeah, look, it's a premium format statue price, and you know, you're getting this movable figure that lights up and everything, but. You know, I wonder how many they're going to do. I, I think this is stunning. The more I look at it, oh, I better stop looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, like, all the gear hanging off it, like all the pouches full of ammo that are, you know, you've got this futuristic mech, but you've got these old sort of Hessian bag ammo pouches hanging off the sides, and I think that looks great. Yeah, and the figure fits in that cockpit, and that's mm. just crazy. 
It's pretty stunning. Yeah. yeah. That's well good looking. On this one. Mm. Well, my last little bit of news here is something just for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had a pre-order up at Big Bad Toy Store for six inch NHL figures and NHL is national hockey league here. So, um, now McFarlane had been making NHL figures and I hadn't seen any recently. So I was kind of, you know, I kind of clicked on this kind of wanting to see what exactly was here. And it looks like they've got a, a number of players, you know, current players. Um, however, it looks more like, uh, a starting lineup style style. I don't know if you guys remember those, but the starting lineup, yeah. figures, they kind of have just a few basic poses and then, you know, kind of deco them for the, the specific players. Um, so I don't know how close these are to the actual, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, cause a lot of the goalies look like they're in the same positions and stuff. Mm. So uh, maybe I'm wrong cause I can see three different ones, but then I see another one that I know is the same as one above it. So, uh, these are running about 20 bucks. So, um, I'd, I'd be curious to see one of these in person for sure. Is it the sort of thing that would be popular where you are, John? Because, I mean, I imagine shops in Australia stocking these. No. um, Toys R Us was stocking the McFarlane ones, and and they seem to sell through pretty decent in this area. You get much south of here, and it really depends if they've got a a hockey following, you know, in Mm -hmm. the city, probably. Um, Back in my hometown, they'd probably be popular in Canada. Uh, McFarlane used to do a lot of Canadian-exclusive hockey figures, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I've got a number of Red Wings figures from McFarland. So, mm-hmm. and then a couple other little fill in stuff. But, um, so they've got a, a six inch, uh, Pavel Datsuk here from, from Detroit. So I'm, I might be tempted. I, I might wait though to see, you know, what these look like. Interestingly enough, they actually make, uh, two and a half inch versions of these as well. Uh, but there's some kind of game starter pack thing. Uh, and like a hero clicks kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I saw those. and then you can get like three packs of them. And then it looks like they have a, a blind bag series and the blind bag series look like they have about a zillion figures. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I, the, the blind bag ones, you know, if you want a case of 20, it's a hundred bucks. So um, that's not bad. No, it's not terrible. Mm. It's not terrible, but. I don't know. I, I have to wait and see if I see, you know, if I saw one of those blind bags in person, I'd buy it yeah, just to yeah. see what they're like. So as an Australian, I'm, I'm not completely out of it. I have been to an NHL game. Uh, oh, good. Uh, got to see the Kings play. Yeah. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> I know yeah. if, if you, you know, the Kings fans are going to send me hate mail now. That's right. Send so. it to planned banter at. Yeah. Oh, don't send it there. Yeah. That's, Send it to, to fan holes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that's about it for news. Um, we will come back right after this with um, maybe some name that. Cool. Time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, please go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. And he's with us, hosting this episode, so over to you, sir. 
You know, it's been a couple of weeks because uh, we didn't have a name that last week. So I- I'm going to refresh your memory and I'm going to play the sound for you guys. You guys do it. Yep. Here we go. Hiding in a Pepsi can. And and that's it. Hiding in a Pepsi can. Hiding in a Pepsi can. Purpose <laughs> <it was> Pepsi. <laughs> right. Uh, is it is it mash? It is not mash. <laughs> and that's still an action figure line. Yeah. Hiding in a I, Pepsi can. I know there was some Transformery thing that was a Pepsi can you that turned into some sort of Transformer thing. right path. Mm. <laughs> well, so it so happens that um, a man by the name of Mr. Johns, who does some really fantastic artwork, he actually uh, was listening and he knew what that was. And he went mm-hmm. over to the forum and signed up. So... It really, it really does work. And, uh, he knew that that was the computer warriors line. Yes. So that was a little after my time, I think, but they were all these computery things that would turn yeah. into little fighting robots. And obviously it was a huge success and it went for years and we got multiple lines, multiple waves of figures. <laughs> I've just found one on Google. Oh, I see. I'm looking as well. That was Mattel. Yeah. Well, there you go, computer warriors. Yeah. So basically everyday items, weren't they, that would... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I think they were just... Yeah. You know. Oh, okay, there was a soccer ball and... Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Man, none of that tanked. I don't know. I, I, you you think about like uh, some of the Transformers, like the Perceptor and, you know, any of the tape players. Um, yeah, I suppose... I, I almost wonder if this was from some of those lines that was just licensed differently or, you know, under a slightly different company or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Now I want a Pepsi can robot. <laughs> now, now you know where to look for one. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was actually a Pepsi man, wasn't there? Isn't there? Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. And I've actually got the um, Pepsi Optimus Prime. It's one of the mm. two or three uh, Transformers I own. Mm. Three. I have three. <laughs> so, um, ah, well, there you go. Yeah. Well done to our, our our new forum person, Mr. Johns. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. And you know what? We'll put a new sound in right here. You're getting on my second sniper card. Now I'm zapped. Take it the lasers. You gotta get the card. I'm prepared. And one more time. I, this, I'll try not to make this one so tough. You're getting on my second sniper card. Now I'm zapped. Get the power. So, Ben. Yes. Where would somebody go if they were like Mr. Johns and wanted to know what, what, uh, or they knew what that was and wanted to be rewarded? They'd go to the best action figure forum on the internet, which is www.afbforum.com. They would go to the fanboy free for all section of the board and look for the permanently thumbtacked name that thread. And, and Justin, if they got it right. Yes. What kind of glorious things would happen? <laughs> well, number one, they'd receive a forum point, which are, you know, all in itself are pretty inclusive. You, I don't know why you'd want more than that, but you can exchange that for a, uh, a signed leather jacket from Henry, Henry Winkler from his time as oh. the Fonz on Happy Days. Nice. So, but I look at the budget. This is before the leather. So it's that canvas jacket. So it doesn't really make much sense, but uh, we have a few of them lying around. Mm. Yeah. The kids love the Fonz, right? <laughs> of course they do. 
You know, this yeah. is a little bit of a side tangent. You, do you guys watch the, uh, what was the shows on? Uh, the medical one. You guys might not even get it down there. It was the doctors in the Hamptons. And, and he played kind of a con man. And then they were using him in commercials for reverse mortgages for, for older <laughs> people here. And I'm thinking, man, that's just not cool with the show he's on right now. <laughs> That'd be like having, you know, Brian Cranston, you know, chilling your <laughs> headache medicine or something. Well, he did. Remember this, that Super Bowl commercial? Oh, yeah. For, um, yeah. for uh, that, that series of drugstores or chemists or whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just weird. Anyway, um, if all that's just too much for you, you can always visit TVandFilmToys.com. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, we put up new pictures, and you guess what they are in the forum. You still get points, and you can trade in for the, the Fonzie jacket. So mm. it's all good. Sweet. Well, thank you, John, for another spectacular effort. And coming up next is our first Toy of the Week. Viruses are attacking the world's computers, and the computer warriors have been generated to stop them. A soccer trophy changes into an evil techno tank, forcing the computer warriors down. Hiding in a Pepsi can, the computer warriors fight back and deliver a direct hit. But the viruses keep coming, so the computer warriors convert a clock into a digital laser blaster and wipe out the virus air attack. Computer Warriors. Expect the unexpected. Each sold separately. Computer and pencil sharpener available for 1990. Only from Mattel. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments. It's Toy of the Week. And each, you know how Toy of the Week works by now. We, we do a review basically of a toy and, you know, it doesn't have to be new. Doesn't have to be old. Might just be something odd. But Ben, I don't think you have anything odd this week. <laughs> no, no. And uh, look, I'm just going to take a minute to preface this review um, uh, for a second. And I just want to say how fantastic I think the, the AFB uh, collector community is and, and um, what a great bunch of people that uh, that we have following us. And uh, that's because a few episodes ago I was reviewing one of the Necker Alien figures and I just happened to mention that I had not actually gotten around to actually picking up any of the Necker Dutch figures. A um, bit of a history with, with Necker uh, and, you know, paint apps and stuff, and I always like to, to actually hold them in my hand before, they, before I buy them. And so um, before I knew it, you know, uh, the Arnie figures were pretty sought after and sold out. And uh, I didn't end up getting them and uh, mentioned that I didn't have any. And sure enough, um, I got contacted by uh, a member of the AFB community uh, who said, hey, if, you, if you're looking for an Arnie figure, um, you know, I've, I've got some and I'm happy to sell them to you. So, um, yeah, so, so Andrew, who goes by the, the name of Dark Guard, um, fantastic guy who just hooked me up. Uh, I said to him, you know, I was after the, the jungle patrol, but I'd be more than happy with the, um, the jungle encounter Dutch. Oh, sorry, the jungle extraction Dutch. Um, you know, either of those. And he came back and said, Oh, I've got, you know, I've got duplicates of both of those and I'm, I'm happy to, to sell them to you. So I ended up getting, um, two of the, the Arnie figures, uh, from, from Andrew and not not only did he do me a fantastic price, but uh, they came packed and they were quite possibly 
the best packed figures I've ever received. Um, he, he boxed them and then he wrapped the box and then he put that in another box. And the, those things were, were not going anywhere. They, they came in perfect shape. So, um, I'm just absolutely thrilled. I, you know, Andrew did me a solid and I really do appreciate that. And it's what I love about this, this community. So thank you, sir. Uh, it's very much appreciated. So. All right, well, moving on to the actual review of, uh, of this figure, I'm going to be talking about the NECA Predators or Predator Series 8 Jungle Patrol Dutch figure. Now, it's called Jungle Patrol because um, NECA have finally obtained the likeness rights to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm sure they didn't come cheap, so they're obviously... <laughs> making the most of it by cranking out um, Arnie uh, in a few different uh, guises. And uh, if you haven't watched Predator for a while, I'll just remind you that as the movie goes on, Arnie loses more and more clothing uh, as, the, as the film progresses. If you remember when he first goes into the gorilla compound, he's wearing a, like a full button-up shirt with a vest over it and then a combat sort of vest over the top of that. And um, as we move on through the film, he sort of loses more and more gear until he's kind of, you know, bare-chested and covered in mud. Um, this is probably the the more popular uh, of all of the figures that's been released. It's just Arnie um, wearing the vest over the, the sort of tank top, so he's mainly got sort of bare arms. And I think this is actually the, you know, how we actually see him on the um, the poster for the film. So it's the kind of the, I guess, the likeness that we're the most familiar with. Um, so this is actually probably the most sought after Dutch of, of, I think the five or so that they've made so far. Um, so this was actually a 2013 release. I didn't realize they had come out that long ago and I only just picked these up in the last couple of weeks. So 2016 acquisition for me. Uh, these are in the seven inch scale, uh, for NECA and not only are they in seven inch scale, but when I got out my trusty tape measure, um, Arnie is dead on seven inches. He's exactly seven inches. That's about 17 and three quarter centimeters tall. So, um, yeah, he's a pretty decent sized figure. Um, I actually compared him to a couple of the NECA colonial Marines and he scales up really, really well with those. He's just slightly taller than them, than them, um, in all their gear. Uh, when he came out, he was about 20 us dollars, but, um, you probably find him uh, now in the secondary market for considerably more. If you, if you hunt around on eBay and stuff, um, interestingly, uh, in terms of packaging for this figure, this is the good old blister card. And I was, uh, I was, uh, complaining that NECA used that sort of welded clamshell with their alien figures, which uh, I'm really quite, um, just, just over with. I've, I've, think it's time to move on from that sort of thing and uh well this figure comes in a really old-fashioned blister card this is the the classic um bubble on a cardboard card that you have to tear off uh absolutely not collector friendly in the slightest you know you've really got to ruin that sucker unless you're someone who you know, sits there and carefully runs a scalpel around the edge. Um, in terms of look and feel, it's actually pretty decent. NECA uh, are quite um, loud and proud with their packaging. This has the, the Predator logo. It's quite big and bold written across the bottom. It's very obvious which version of this is. The Jungle Patrol Dutch is, is written in quite clear writing above the Predator logo. Uh, nice styling on the rest of the card using the Predator helmet and some sort of jungle feel. Um, what I do like is when you flip this guy around, you do actually get pictures of who else is in the wave, which is nice because I get a bit confused with the Alien and Predators when I'm looking at them uh, in hand and I'm holding them and I'm trying to remember which one belongs in which wave and it's nice to actually see those pictures on the back but um, look unfortunately a bit outdated this is a, a packaging style I think has, has had its day as well 
Um, but, you know, it does look good. Now, in terms of the sculpt, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, this is Kyle Windricks, who's kind of Necker's number one guy, uh, and I think he has nailed Arnie perfectly. Um, I put Arnie in the same category as Harrison Ford and Sarah Michelle Geller in that they just have that visage that um, if you just don't quite get it right, it <laughs> looks very, very off. Um, you know, we, we've seen uh, a, a few sort of Harrison Fords looking quite odd. And I think Arnie is much the same. He's got that sort of unusual jawline, and I think Kyle has actually captured it perfectly. Um, Arnie's got a fairly neutral, sort of slightly serious expression, uh, and uh, I really think he's done a fantastic job. Uh, Necker's realism continues to be a standout. Like the drapery in the rest of the, the outfit is fantastic, that sort of underlying tank top that he's wearing, and obviously the, um, the, the camo pants that he's got great drapery sort of around where they they meet his combat boots and around the knees uh everything else i just think is fantastic the uh, the combat vest is actually a separate piece it's rubber and it's nicely sculpted with all the pouches and and things like that um arnie's looking pretty darn good he's looking pretty pretty beefed up i think arnie was uh was pretty ripped for this film and so he he looks pretty decent in terms of musculature uh, I think they've really done a lot of research here and, and just absolutely nailed that look and feel. I don't really have any sort of complaints in terms of sculpt at all. I think, you know, things like the boots uh, all look great. They actually look like combat boots, look like little laces in there. It looks really nice. Um, the, the sort of, the, the way they've done the, the crotch a little bit in the, uh, the way they've chosen to go with the articulation can look a bit odd because if you sort of start to move his legs apart for a bit wider stance, um, you know, you get this really obvious joint uh, in the hips which sort of draws things away from the, what would otherwise be a really smooth um, smooth sort of sculpt. And the same goes for the arms. He's got those weird, I'll talk about the articulation later, but uh, he's got that weird sort of swivel in the, the elbow which... I think is a, a pretty crap articulation choice, but I think for aesthetics, it's actually really, really nice because it's, uh, it's reasonably seamless when you, you sort of pose him holding the gun or something like that. So, um, oh yeah, I think, uh, sculpt, it's absolutely fantastic. This is, uh, this really is a, a miniaturized Arnie. It looks great. Um, now in terms of paint, um, this is somewhere that, uh, that Necker don't skip and, and I think it's quite a challenge, uh, particularly when you've got something like the camouflage pants. Uh, you know, you might even find that, um, you know, no two figures are, are exactly alike in terms of the application of that camouflage, but they've done a great job here in, in capturing that. I, I, it doesn't look like it's sort of been slapped on. I think some care has been taken to, to really try and capture that camouflage look. Uh, it looks really, really good. Um, interestingly, the flesh tone is actually cast. Um, it's not actually painted on. And there's a really kind of... Um, it's hard to say. There's a bit of an unusual wash that they've run over all of the flesh tone. Uh, you know, I'd say by this time Arnie's starting to get a bit on the, the sweaty and, and dirty side and whether they've tried to capture that. But the skin tone comes across as being um, quite glossy in, in areas despite that sort of dirty wash over it. So um, it does look a little bit awkward. And given that he's actually got quite clean boots, I think they should have gone, you know, one way or the other. They should have either dirtied up the boots to match the the sort of, you know, wash over the, the flesh or they should have actually done left the flesh sort of fairly clean to, to match the rest of it. So a little bit awkward there. It feels a bit sort of off, I guess, um, in terms of that sort of highlight. Uh, the vest doesn't really have much of a highlight. I think there's a very, very dark wash over it. 
um, over the actual rubber um, just to slightly sort of change the aesthetics, but it's not really noticeable. But a lot of the other stuff, I think there has been a bit of a skimp, particularly on things like the boots, the holster, and the the um, the scabbard for the uh, the knife doesn't really have any sort of highlights going. Same thing for his uh, his gun. They've just done that slight sort of silver dry brush over the top of a cast black plastic, and it's yeah, it's okay for for what it is. Um, where the paint application is actually outstanding, uh, in addition to the camouflage, is the face. They've done a great job bringing Arnie to life, not only with um, with some some texturing on the hair to sort of really bring out the colour, but um, you've got the stubble on his chin, and, and by now in the movie he's actually applied the camouflage, which they've replicated nicely. You've got a bit of stubble going, and uh, the pupils have been applied really, really well. So I guess the head is, is where the, the paint really, really stands out. Um, in terms of articulation, it's kind of hard. I don't, I don't know. You guys might need to sort of help me out in terms of scoring um, the number of articulation points because this guy has about a trillion ball joints uh, instead of the usual sort of um, pin and disc type articulation. This guy is just ball joints everywhere. Hmm. So, you know, if you've got a ball jointed neck, do you, do you sort of count that as two articulation because his head can go up and down and, and left and right and, and turn around? Or do you count that as just one articulation point? I, I don't so, know. We may have to have a discussion topic on that. Yeah. Bunch of us on one of these days and decide, <laughs> you know. I'd, well, I'd vote I, for one. Really? Okay. Well, then yeah. that cuts down the number of articulation points because um, you've got ball joints in the elbows, you've got ball joints in the wrists, and so of course with the wrists you can turn them left and right, but you can also go up and down. So I'd normally count that as two, but it's a single ball joint. So you've got ball joints in pretty much um, you know every joint. Uh, interestingly, this guy has a, a ball jointed chest, sort of just under where his pectorals are, but he also swivels at the waist. So there's a little bit of movement in there, which is actually nice. But I, I think this is where the figure suffers the, the most in, in terms of, um, you know, a, a loss of a couple of points. That is that I, I really think for some action scenes, those double jointed elbows and double jointed knees would have been fantastic. Um, to be able to pull off some nifty poses. Cause again, this is one of those figures that you get him in his, um, almost like the pose on the cover of the, the movie, you know, the movie poster where he's holding that M16, um, ready to fire. And you get him in that pose and go, man, you know, this is actually really awesome. It's a mini Arnie. And, and then you realize quite quickly that there's not a, a huge amount you can actually do with him, which is, um, for me, I think is, is really disappointing. So, you know, the play, playability, posability is not too bad. Um, and I guess the reason why that, that falls short is because he, with his accessories, he comes with his, um, his M16 with the, the trusty 204 grenade launcher underneath. He also has his Desert Eagle pistol and he comes with a knife. So three accessories. That's, um, that's not too bad in the scheme of things, but none of the hands can actually hold the knife. He doesn't actually come with a hand that is capable of holding that knife in sort of like a stabbing pose because the right hand is uh, a pistol sorry, is a pistol grip hand with that finger ready to go in the trigger and the left hand is that sort of casual open so that he can hold, um, you know, he can hold the, the the front part of his weapon. So unfortunately, nothing you can really do with that knife. The pistol doesn't fit comfortably in the hand very well, but and I mean, you know, might say to yourself, well, you know, why would you put that M16 aside and, and then pull the pistol out? But, you know, hey, if you're going to make a figure that holds weapons, it'd be nice if it actually holds both weapons. So... Playability, posability, bit reduced there. I mean, the, the knife and um, pistol, they, they holster quite well. They look good uh, on him. So um, 
Look, this is, you know, this is a really nice figure to have. As I said, it looks like a little Arnie. Um, when he's standing on your shelf facing off against a couple of the Necker Predators, he really does look amazing. But when you do actually get down and, and have a bit of a play with the figure, some of those... Um, some of those sort of points that I mentioned really start to stand out in terms of the articulation and, and I, I guess that weird sort of wash they've done over the skin, which is a bit of a shame. But um, all up, I'm, I'm really pleased to have this. I'm really grateful to Andrew for, for hooking me up. And uh, I think I'm going to give him eight and a half out of ten dollies. Cool. Cool. Hmm. That's really great you got hooked up to. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's totally karma and that comes around. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. Yeah. Yep. Kindness of strangers. Yeah. So yes, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Dark Guard. Very, very much appreciated, mate. Um, you gonna go seek out the other ones now? Uh, look. To be honest, because I've got the Jungle Extraction, which is the the very first one where he's he's got the actual shirt on. That's the one with the heads. They've all got unique head sculpts where he's got the cigar in his mouth. Um, I don't feel any real obligation to go looking for the others. I think I'm, I'm more of a diorama type person. Um, I've got this guy set up sort of facing off against a couple of the predators and, um, yeah, I don't feel any overwhelming need to get the other ones unless I maybe found them at a convention cheap. Hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, I think, and, uh, you know, that was an excellent review and we, we probably need to move on cause I think we got another one coming up here. We do. <laughs> do we? I don't know. Maybe two. <laughs> we do. Maybe two. But first, we're going to come back and we're going to tell you what we got. So we'll be back right after this. Terminator. I'm back. Terminator's heavy metal cycle zeroes in and fires. Ah. But as evil T-1000 tries to get even, Terminator deploys his secret weapon. Hasta la vista, baby. Terminator is back. Well, we're all here because we collect and feeding the addictions where we tell you guys maybe what we got and each other and we just sit around being jealous of one another. <laughs> so, yes. Um, cause I'm, I'm jealous of Justin because Justin, tell us what you got. So this week, or it's been over a couple of weeks. It's, uh, I got into the Lego minifigure series 15. We're a bit behind. We had the, uh, catch up on the, um, Halloween one. So mm. it's nothing better than getting those monsters in the um in the minifigure form. So we had a hard time actually collecting the last couple of those that we wanted to. We we managed to get those, and then by that stage, Series 15 had been out for a while, and the local Toys R Us had a three for ten dollar deal going on. Wow! And so yeah, we went in there, and the first one I picked up actually was the Shark Eye without <laughs> any reference or anything like that. I felt it and felt the fin at the back. Right, this is it. Uh, this is good. the Shark Eye. Yeah. And then we proceeded to uh, collect the rest with no doubles. We don't have the the full line yet, but we we did get the shark eye, the farmer, uh, the new space, uh, the new astronaut Lego space guy, uh, the crutches, which I call my wife because she got <laughs> crutches. So I like the teaser. But I've never seen a look of disgust so much on my son's face as he opened a ballerina. Um, <laughs> that that beautiful Aztec uh, sort of like the golden warrior guy. Yeah. Is slowly becoming one of my favorite, uh, minifigures. We've got the queen with a new individual, like, uh, the rump piece, you know, with the all the pomp and ceremony queen, oh, as you expect, yeah. like the queen of hearts, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. queen. Wrestler, who's the ultimate warrior. There's no mistaking about who that's meant to be. Um, cleaner, and I think it's the, is Kendo is the practice with the, yeah. the face mask and the air. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the big sword in that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
and also picked up uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the basic one, which I'm about to talk about in Toy of the Week, but that is uh, from Series 45. So I found that um, with the end of Masters of the Universe Classic, I have all this money, um, <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck, you know, one of those big pits. So <laughs> what I've been doing is just going back and um, whatever cheap – uh, wrestling figures are coming from Thailand, Taiwan, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, or China. I've been scooping up, so I've been adding to uh, my wrestling collection, which I don't have much. I only collect figures uh, of uh, characters that I did like in the 80s up until the early 90s. So I was able to get uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I don't care if they're elites or basic. doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. to me because they stand on the shelf and I don't really pose them too much. But that was my haul from a week and a half. Well, that's pretty good. So, yeah, pretty happy. What about you, John? Um, okay. So one of the Walgreens I go to, they, um, ran out of Game of Thrones mini- mystery minis and they've switched to Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. Uh, I've passed them right. a couple of times. I was like, yeah, I don't want, to. and I did finally, I was just like, oh, I got to get one. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, there's lots of cool characters there. You got Lockshock and, and Barrel and, um, Dracula, you know, one of the vampire guys and of course Jack and Sally. What figure you guys think I got? Uh, was there something called Oogie Boogie or something like that? No, 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 no. no. Didn't get that. Um, was was there a human girl in that? No, 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 no. no. I didn't get that lucky. Ben, you got a no. guess? Jack Skellington? No, no, I couldn't get the main character the first try. You know that. Um, I I got I got Santa. Uh. <laughs> That's still pretty cool. Yeah, I would have been happy with Santa. It's 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 March or April. <laughs> I I got Santa. That's right. You're preparing early. Well, when you don't have any other figures in that line, you've basically bought a Christmas decoration in a blind box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, true. He's very cute. He's very cute. But yeah, I was like, really, really. Awesome. <laughs> That's how they lure you into getting more, don't they? Because you've got to mm. go and get someone to sort of stand with him now, so give him context. I guess I'm going to have to. So that was my, <laughs> my, my toy collecting adventure this week. So Ben, what about you? Uh, I just got my Dutch, uh, jungle patrol. Thanks to Andrew. I also got the, um, the jungle, uh, extraction, which is Arnie with the, uh, the, the, the button up shirt on and the cigar in his mouth. And I have to say, I was, uh, I was setting, you know, Arnie up to, to face off against some predators and, um, uh, with the news recently that um, NECA have acquired the rights to do a um, Vasquez figure from Aliens. So if you, you think back, she was kind of the, the butch chick who, along with um, Drake, had that, the, the, you know, the really big support weapon. And uh, I thought that's fantastic because, you know, another colonial marine. And, you know, that made me realise how lonely poor old Arnie is. I'm really quite disappointed that this figure came out three years ago yet we're no closer to having a, a billy or a blaine or you know somebody to to go along with um with arnie from the predator crew so mm. it just i mean given that most of the weapons have probably been tooled already I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't take much to steal the um the minigun from the terminator 2 figure to to give to blaine so yeah, yeah a bit disappointed wow yeah so I guess we'll be listening to the space next week for maybe maybe something mm. that you've tried to fill in the gap with, huh? That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll find something. Oh. I feel like I, I have to. Well, maybe you could go to like some WWE figures and. <laughs> <laughs> I do look at them when I go to the stores because uh, I used to look at them for customs, but uh, 
the, the prices have gone up so much now that that's not really worth it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, the one with the, the two pack with the guy in the rabbit suit. Have you guys seen that one? No, huh? that's not ringing a bell. There, there's one where a guy's like dressed as an Easter bunny and huh. uh, it's a two pack. I, mean, I saw that recently. I, that, that'll make you stop toy and look. Mm. <laughs> well, one thing that's interesting, Justin, to keep an eye out for because they haven't hit our shores yet are those, um, those little accessory packs. Um, that you can add to your wrestlers, and there's a I forget what it is, but there's like an a a, a a justice or an enforcer one, and so comes with like a riot mask and a baton and uh, all that sort of stuff. You know, if I was a six inch figure person, and I'm not, you guys know that um, those packs are really cool. There's like a Roman soldier one, and yes, the legionnaire one, yeah, which that I think was, they yeah. They've given a really odd name from memory. It was, yeah. it was something like a knight. No, I thought, yeah. uh, I don't think these guys were knights, but you know, nice try. Yeah. I've seen those. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they were around. Yeah, yeah those are yeah. pretty cool. Oh, shut up then. You don't have to shut up. <laughs> but you, you do. There's well, actually. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, you were after a custom for um. What's the guy from the Soviet force? You are the the bear guy again. Um. Oh, Ursa Major. Yeah, there's actually, if you look it up, there's a, there's a one where a guy's wearing a bear suit. Oh, is that? <laughs> yeah, and it's six inch. So a WWE figure. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, one of those creator character things. Good grief. Yeah, in a box set. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. If only someone would do a toy review and I could do that subtly in the background. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Well, mm. Justin, <laughs> you, you're kind of talking a lot about wrestling figures. So you think okay. if we took a like brief pause here, you could come back and tell us about some? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Gleaming in the morning light, home of Shira shining bright, Crystal Castle. You put it together, she whistles separately, you can pretend. Magic things shine everywhere, cause it has a secret power. Lifted high on a throne, Shira saved the world alone. The fate of the world saved in Crystal Castle. Well, it's once again, time again for Toy of the Week. And, you know, if you were listening to the last segment, you might know what's coming. So, Justin, take it away. Okay, so my Toy of the Week review is going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from Mattel Basic Series 45. Isn't that impressive? Series 45? <laughs> That's uh, right. But... <laughs> Anyway, this is a figure that was released in 2011. Uh, like I mentioned just before, I've just been filling a few holes in my wrestling collection, which I do not have many of to start off with anyway, probably about six or seven, and basically sort of concentrating on those guys from the 80s to the early 90s when I was a huge wrestling fan. Um, so with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I only got him like maybe a week and a half ago. And I also mentioned, sorry, I'll be doubling up that I'm going after the cheap figures that meant something to me from places like Taiwan or China, so on and so forth. I'm sure any avid action figure collector knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, so I got him about a week ago. So this is a six-inch action figure, and now it's called Basic because the difference between these figures and the elite figures that come out from WWE stroke Mattel um, is the articulation. So the tick figures do not have the ab crunch and the waist is a crotch, a T crotch section, very 
similar to the um, old DC Direct. Uh, they don't have the upper thigh swivel, but uh, all the rest is basically the same. I think the Elite figures also have the single joint, so that's the difference between a basic and an Elite figure. And, you know, it's as a collector, like I said, if you're just going to have them in stock standard poses on the shelf like a classroom photo, I don't see any reason not to get the basic figures. The the ones from Jack Specific were were very wide ranging as well, but it's just something about these Mattel figures. They're a lot less uh, muscly. Uh, like those old figures are sort of like fat mixed with uh, muscle, but these mm. ones are more toned and athletic in size and shape. So the price for this one was cost me seventeen dollars shipped. So looking around, that's a that's a pretty fair size for this uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat figure. Um, the packaging, I got him loose, but I've had a look online. And so the, the basic series this was from was with the yellow background, and it was originally the, um, what do you call it, the, the bubble, um, what do you call it again? <laughs> the normal the blister, the, the, blister the, sorry, blister. blister window card, box yeah. or the blister card. Window box, blister card, that's it. Uh, once you rip that sucker open, you know, it's you're not going to get it back on. I've never been a min on card collector, so it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. But I'm sure after 45 uh, series that have come and gone, or more now, it'd be pretty impressive to keep these min on card with a huge collection. <laughs> so once again, the styling is the basic style. So just reading off the script here, collector-friendly nose, we've got that out of the way. Now the sculpt, I don't know if these are laser scans or they're just continuing on from the first figure of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat that was released from Mattel, he came in one of the first Elite Legends uh, packaging, and I don't think the face sculpt has changed that much. I think this is the third figure that was released under Mattel. Of uh, I'm just going to call him Ricky for now. I can't be bothered saying all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the sculpt, it's it's no downing who it is. It is Ricky in his 80s regalia, and I further searched and watched WrestleMania 3 a couple of weeks ago, and I can tell you this is from WrestleMania 3 in his white trunks when he fought Randy Macho Man Savage, and some people believe that that is the best wrestling match ever to happen at uh, WrestleMania. It went for 15 minutes, and uh, Ricky won the Intercontinental Championship that night off Randy Macho Man Savage. Um, in Ricky's corner, he had George the Animal Steel, and Randy Macho Man had Miss Elizabeth. So there was uh, outside interferences galore on, on that match. And I don't know, if you want to see 80s heyday of wrestling, it's one match to uh, really, really watch. They really gave their all in that in that match. It's one of my favorite matches. So now the paint being a basic figure, it's more casted than actual paint. Of course, there's paint on the hair, the eyebrows, um, the eyes itself. Paint to the wrist guards. So this is not any chunky style sculpting going on here for the wrists. They're just painted on white uh, wrist guards or sweatbands or whatever you want to call them. Now, the actual white is casted for the trunks as well. What we do is get some nice shiny transfers of dragons on his uh, wrestling boots and paint to the laces as well. So all in all, you know, there's not much paint work going on here. It's more of a, a general cast in the color going on, but I think with the tan of uh, his his exposed skin, it's right on for that uh, for Ricky the Dragon. I don't know how many tones are used, but this is almost perfect. Um, so the articulations, I counted 18. 
So it's still, you know, it's not bad for what it is. Like I said, it's going to be like a classroom photo pose, so it's not going to do anything for me um, with the with the basic sculpt. We still get the, you know, waist swivel and you can still get him into some poses, but you're not going to get that side leg posing happening in any way, shape or form. It's just straight up and down. So the the accessories, once again, got him loose, so... Not really any accessories at all. Um, from a customizing point of view, I'm probably going to track down another one, maybe to make a Shang-Chi custom, because I think with the headband already there and the sort of <laughs> 80s mullet going on, I think you can get away with it. I really do. You put him on one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I've this seen is it before. Quite common. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe on a Quicksilver stroke, whatever body that is, you know, that sort of skinnier body, or maybe even a Bucky Cat body. Um, the head looks a bit large for the other one, so maybe on that. Um, so moving right along, I'm going to go uh, down to the rating now. Uh, I can't really give away any points for anything really because I knew what I was going to get. Uh, uh, I don't know whether, you know, maybe the legs put it off a bit because I guess even for a basic figure and being a wrestling figure, you'd expect that sort of like a thigh cut or some sort of like the DC Classic used to have that little the the hip, um, yeah. the hip rotation or the hip what the flex part there that can make the legs go from side to side. So mm-hmm. these are just straight up and down; they will not move. And you think for a wrestler, maybe that should be a stock standard sort of thing for the legs. Um, you know, otherwise I can't really give too much away for this. So for uh, nostalgia's sake and the rest of it, I'm going to give Ricky a solid nine out of ten. For a basic figure, it just ticks all the boxes and I can't really take many points off for anything else. So that is my review done and dusted. Not too good. There you go. I remember being so uh, caught up in wrestling as a kid that um, we were given a pen pal when I was a kid and I was watching (laughs) which I didn't realize till till years later. They were probably watching wrestling that had happened three years beforehand. (laughs) So my pen pal was in Arizona and I wrote to him saying how distraught I was because in the lead up to WrestleMania 3, I believe that um, Randy Macho Man Savage pulled a bell, like the uh, side announcer's bell, out and uh, whacked Steamboat in the neck and sent him to hospital and they had footage of him on a on a gurney going to hospital and how distraught I was watching at the same time writing this long-winded letter and I sent it off and, you know, you wait six weeks for a reply and he goes, like, man, I watched that four years ago. <laughs> I don't know what you've been watching. <laughs> That's done and dusted. So I was a massive, massive wrestling fan for a while there until until the until basically the, the aggression area or the era, sorry, and it really sort of put me off a bit. But now it's so G-rated and so boring, I can't watch any wrestling <laughs> at all. So it's quite the conundrum but yeah did you know that um here in australia i think days of our lives was uh was years behind america yeah it's communication oh yeah they're about two or three years behind and then as communication got better and better and you know we got email and stuff like that you know people were giving things away and and then one day the the network just put a, a notice up that said you know sorry we're we're speeding ahead to um catch up with america so um you know we we apologise for skipping three years worth of episodes. And <laughs> they just wiped it, yeah, so they yeah. could have been like in a coma. <laughs> and then uh, three years later, they're up 
you know, having an affair with numerous people or <laughs> whatever that's happens right. on those shows. <laughs> Coming back from the dead again. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Just wow. My, my grandma <laughs> used to love that. I could name all those characters at one stage. Yeah. I was more of a guiding light person, but that's the story for another day. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anyway, um, great job, Justin. Right, that's Thank pretty you. cool. Hopefully you've given Ben some ideas on what to buy next. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I think we'll come back with one more Toy of the Week just after this. It's time for our third Toy of the Week, and I'm going to hand the reins over to John. So, John, you can tell us about what weird and wonderful acquisitions you got this week. Well, okay, this is, i got to give a little backstory on this. Um, <laughs> yes, please do. You kind of know that um, me and Mrs. Nerd are dog lovers, so we have three Yorkies, and we actually follow a, a Yorkie therapy dog on um, Facebook, and her name is Misa Minnie, and uh, she's very smart, and she can do tricks that my dogs could only you know, look <laughs> at and go, huh? Um but she's she's very tiny, but she's got a, a pretty good following on, on on Facebook. And um my wife had actually started following her first and bought a T-shirt. And this T-shirt had a teddy bear face on it. And I I said, well, what is that? And she goes, well, it's Bear Bear. And I'm like, what's a Bear Bear? <laughs> and so she said, well, that's that's her toy. And and Misa's favorite toy is a little stuffed uh a bear. And, and on it, I just did, it said Rilakuma, which is, I'm probably slaughtering the Japanese, but it's R-I-L-A-K-K-U-M-M-A. Did I get that right? It, it, you look it up, you'll find it. Um, I know. Uh, so, um, I guess there's only one M. I'm sorry. In, in Japanese, that means relaxed bear, but, uh, kind of like Domo. You guys know Domo, I'm sure. Yes. yes. Um, Rilakuma is one of those, uh, Japanese characters has kind of taken on a life of its own, kind of started in picture books, I would imagine, for kids from, I believe, the San X or San X company. And uh, you can actually, in Japan, go to stores and they have nothing but these, um, you know, stores that are filled with, with Bear Bear merchandise, essentially. So I'm going to say Bear Bear because it's a lot easier for me. Uh, in in the Japanese uh, books, uh, he's a little bear, and he just shows up at this lady's apartment and basically hangs out. Um, he's kind of known for being lazy, uh, <laughs> which, you know, I kind of like. Uh, sometimes you see him, he'll be, like, hanging out old suits that look just like him on, on his clothesline. So, um, without the head. <laughs> so, you know, he's just one of those cute little Japanese things. And, um, normally you see him in plush. So, um, I was kind of surprised a while back, uh, uh, Hobbyland Japan had a pre-order up for a Revo character version of him. And that's what I've got here. So it was a long way to get there, but that's kind of how I was, I was sucked mm. in. I was like, Oh, it's Bear Bear. I got to get Bear Bear. <laughs> so, um, I pre-ordered and this is the first time that it's taken three weeks to get something from Japan for me. So, um, I was a little frustrated and I get it and I say box and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's like a, you know, what they would ship a figure art in. And I open it up and the box inside is very small <laughs> because, uh, uh, he's actually more in scale with, uh, with a, with say a figure art as a little bear cub. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's very, He's very small. He's about the size of a mystery mini. Um, right. And, uh, 
you know, for, for those playing along at home, he's a little bear cub. He's got a giant head and then like a brown body and, uh, with like a little white belly. Uh, this actually came out this year. Um, two days after I pre-ordered him, he sold out on, on HLJ. Good stuff. Uh, um, they actually don't even have him available. If you search for it now, you won't find it unless you go to their, I think, discontinued items. So, uh, he, he definitely has some popularity, uh, you know, not only in Japan, but, you know, I think here in the States as well, uh, you can find, find merchandise with him. So, uh, it's a, a Revo. So it's a Revoltech, um, came out this year and he's, he's boxed in a little tray, just like a figure arts or Revoltech or any, any of those kind of things. He's posable action figure. Um, I'm not going to say what the price was, but he was more expensive than I would have did once I got him. He was more than a mystery mini. <laughs> I'll say that. So, um, ah, yes, but he's probably sold out and going for a fortune on eBay. Yeah, I would imagine, or if not, he will be soon. Um, so, uh, you know, it's the little slide out tray and all the little accessories are in there. Uh, you know, that's the packaging is obviously collector friendly and they know what they're doing, even though I, I ripped one of the tabs on mine when I was trying to open it. Cause I was so excited that he finally showed up after three weeks. <laughs> And, you know, this is one of those weird figures where they've taken, um, a, a, a cartoon type property, you know, a, a, he always shows up, you know, he's not like he shows up a lot in 3d, um, stuff normally, you know, he's from a picture book and it's a very 2d type graphic design for him in, in general. So, um, you know, it's one of those characters like, uh, you know, like the Simpsons or, um, South Park where they've kind of taken head to, to put him in 3d. So that's what they've done here. Um, the head is, is perfect. I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like mm. his head. Uh, I don't have any complaints there. He's got the little ears. He's got the little, um, very graphic looking nose and snout. And, uh, it, it looks pretty good. Um, so, you know, he's sculpted very cleanly and smoothly. Um, just because he is that cartoon type character and uh they've done a good job with him he he actually has that fluffy kind of you know there's there's no straight line on him anywhere so he's very cute that way um one thing they didn't sculpt and it's probably to keep more in line with the artwork is he actually has a little zipper on his back and that is just painted on <laughs> but um it's it's done very well you know so it's it's a little like tampo that's been put on his back he has a little tail um that's like a little ball tail so now, the ears are not articulated. That was the one thing I was wondering if maybe the ears would be articulated, but they're not. Um, what is articulated is his head and he's got like a double Revo joint in it. So you can, you could, I've actually had to pop his head off if I'm depending on what kind of pose I've wanted to get it in, turn the Revo joint to where I wanted it to get the tilt and then put his head back on. But, you know, I think sometimes those type figures, especially with those Revo, Revoltech type joints, they can be a little tricky to get them. Mm. where you want them. His arms have those same type joints in them and his arms are little curved pieces. So you can't always get him in every pose. Um, it would have been nice if maybe he'd had a swap out set of arms and the joints are kind of on the front of his body, but you can kind of put his little, he doesn't really have hands, but you can kind of revolve them up in front of his face. So you can kind of get him like holding under his chin thinking, or, you know, trying to cover his eyes up or, or whatever. Um, so there's some different things there. And then his legs have, um, just swivels on them. So you can sit him down or stand him up, uh, depending on what you want to do with him. 
And then on the, the bottoms of his feet, he actually has a little bit of color painted. So not a lot of paint, not a lot of, um, you know, just a detail. He's very, like I said, clean and, and comic looking. Um, you can get some different head tilts and stuff, though, that give him that extra expression, I think. Um, the one thing, you know, he, he is a, a little cartoon character, so his feet, if you have him standing up, um, he won't stand on them, you know, because they're, they're kind of teddy bear feet. And if you've ever tried to stand a teddy bear up, you know, they don't, don't really work that well. <laughs> <laughs> so to help with that, they actually included a little clear plastic piece that snaps onto his tail and you can use it like a little bit of a kickstand to, to lean him up against, which is, which is pretty clever. So you still get that comic look from the front, but you know, you got this little clear plastic kickstand that just holds him up and it, it's, it's no more than what's needed to hold him. So that's kind of cool. Um, other than that, he also comes with a little bean bag and it's got some cutouts in it. And I have yet to figure out exactly how they really intended him to fit in it because the cutouts are strange and strangely shaped. So it's, I don't know if he's supposed to be sitting on his side and that's where his arm goes or whatever. Um, you can lay him on his belly. I think they tried to accommodate a bunch of stuff and it, it just looks weird when it's sitting by itself. It's, it's all yellow. And he also comes with, um, one of his little buddies, and that is, um, Kiro Tori, and that's K-I-I-R-O-I-T-O-R-I, I I guess it'd be Kiri, Kiroi Tori, um, means yellow bird in Japanese, so he's a little yellow bird, and he's kind of the, 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 uh, sendai, or the, the one that's kind of in charge, (laughs) tries to get, get, get the little relaxed bear to do things, (laughs) so he's, he's the one, the, adult in the relationship. Um, but he's just a little sculpted piece and, and he has little, um, little painted on details. He looks pretty cute. He's a little yellow bird sits next to him. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, there's actually a second character called Corlia Kumi. Corlia. I'm trying to think of how to say this. Uh, my Japanese is terrible. So please write me and tell <laughs> me that my Japanese is terrible. Uh, Corlia Kuma and she's white. And she's a little bear cub and she's got a little bit different detailing on her. Um, and she's coming soon and she's coming with something else, but I can't remember what she comes with exactly. So uh, you can be on the lookout for that overall. Um, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of complaints except for the size. I was actually expecting a bigger figure. Um, but you know, when I got it out, I was like, Oh, this isn't as nearly as big as mm-hmm. what I, what I thought. <laughs> um, the box is colorful and you know, uh, it's, it's definitely a good representation of the character. It, it's kind of fun. I've, I've had him here on my desk for a while now and he's just kind of fun. I just kind of pose him and move his arms and some days he's crying and some days he's not. And, <laughs> you know, some days he sits in his bean bags. Some days he's laying on his back. So, um, just one of those fun little things, kind of something different. Cool. Some, day, some days he hangs out with common writers, <laughs> but overall, yeah, I'm going to go, I'd have to go nine out of 10. Cool. Just, cool. just cause uh, the right. the arms, I think he could have probably had a swap out set that would have would have helped him just a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, something fun. If if you know me on Facebook, I actually have a set of um, tags, you know, the little picture emojis that that's him, and I'll I'll often reply uh, with, with him. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was our final toy of the week, and when we come back, we'll run through some feedback before we wrap things up. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator, Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. 
Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. The Exploding Bridge with Batmobile and Activator comes with Batman from the Comic Action Heroes Collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. Well, before we say au revoir or goodnight or konnichiwa or whatever it is we say at the end, um, we always like to put some feedback. And if you want to hear your feedback, questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, you can always send those to podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you know what? You'll probably hear them right out right here. And Justin, you got some feedback for us. I do, so it's pretty exciting, actually. We have a five-star review on iTunes Canada. So hmm. oh, this was uh, gathered from March 25th, 2016. So it reads as, This is one of my favorite podcasts. Listening to them makes me feel both at the same time as part of the group, yet as an outsider who wishes to be part of the group. The podcast, it's full of laughter, great information, and just so much to listen to. The various little segments bring a lot of variety to the podcast. My favorite has to be the little errors and bloopers behind the scenes stuff at the very, very end. So maybe that was the whole country of Canada saying that. It's pretty, cause they're very nice in Canada. Yes, that's aren't true. They? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're very polite. Yeah. So thank you, Canada. And they <laughs> like the bloopers the best. So maybe we should just yeah. do the bloopers. Yeah. I think there's too many bloopers tonight. There's an actual A team on tonight. Well, yeah. That's always happens when Ben's on. Yeah. And speaking of Ben. You got some feedback. And we also have some feedback from Patrick Yugas, and he says, tip of the hat to whoever edited this episode, syncing the brakes with their related reviews. That was in uh, reference to episode 214, which was... That was uh, me. No yes, worries. Good, good job. Good job. Thank you. Yes, excellent work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do believe Scotty had some uh, quite a lot of fun with that episode, not just with the... Uh, mm-hmm. The, the sound syncing thingy, but also the artwork and whatnot. So good job, Scotty. Yeah, good luck trying to find a commercial for mine this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just put anything in Japanese and people, you know, unless you speak Japanese, you wouldn't know. I'd like to learn Japanese, but it's not going to happen at this time in my life. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I actually wanted to have some feedback for, for Scott on his review last week because he did a good job. And, and this isn't actually related to his review, but um, one thing that's came up a couple of times is the little numbers that are printed on figures. And mm. um, I did some research on this, believe it or not. Um, I work in the medical industry and you guys, you guys know that. And so uh, we actually take product marketing pretty seriously because everything's got to be traceable and, and that kind of stuff. And I knew there were, um, international standards out there for toy safety and stuff. So I went looking and apparently, you know, it's frowned upon if you use the company to order a, uh, an ASTM or an ISO standard that's, you know, not medical related. So I wasn't able to do that. Um, but, uh, I did do some looking around and I think that some new stuff that was enacted maybe in the early 2010, 11, 12, somewhere in that range has caused, um, toy companies to have to start adding that. And it's worded in a way that, uh, you have to be traceable to where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe sometimes these figures are, are manufactured in one place and packaged in another and they have, or if they're, um, going to be multiple runs or at different factories or something. And that's why we're seeing that. It also depends on age. I found out, um, you know, that, that marking requirements required for under a certain age. And, um, you know, if you're marketing to them, uh, so it, it kind of depends on that as well. Um, but it really, I th- 
looks like it comes down to traceability and being able to say this product was made from, you know, this material on this day in this factory. Mm. So that if there's a, a recall, they can, they can actually trace it back to that. Okay. Which, which is probably why you see things like, uh, you know, the Game of Thrones figures and the, the mystery minis being marketed as, you know, 18 plus or whatever. Um, cause it gets them around some of that, that marking and the requirements written in a way that it, um, it, it, it can be left off if it's just not technically feasible to do it. So mm. you, you kind of wonder if maybe sometimes they get some fight back from regulatory bodies saying, well, no, you got enough room here to put that and you need to include it. And I, I also suspect that the, the legibility of it, um, might come into play depending on how that some of those specifications are interpreted. So yeah. that might be why it's, it's so obvious, um, to be out there as well. So hmm. that was my lunchtime research one day this week. I was curious. Good work. Good work. And with that, gentlemen, I think we've reached the end. We have indeed. This is the end. Time to say goodbye. It's time to put out the lights. <laughs> Sweep the floor. That's right. All right. Good night, Charles. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs> uh... The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. for the articulated news? Yep. Ben? Bonsky. <laughs> no. This is one of those situations where he's falling asleep, is it? <laughs> Maybe it's an, uh, an Australian East Coast uh, Skype issue because we were texting back and forth uh, just before the show that Skype was not working for either one of us. Mm. Ben? Yeah. jacket so mm. it's all good sweet plan yes it's the end of the segment oh <laughs> in five four three well thank you john for another spectacular effort and coming up next is our first toy of the week <laughs> those drugs are kicking in aren't they oh fire out man I'm- Um, and I'll all off the fire with him. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. And cue Justin. Go. <laughs> that was our final toy of the week. But, uh, count me in. Five, <laughs> four, three. That was our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll run through some feedback before we wrap things up. <laughs> the dog was biting my foot. Sorry. <laughs> 
Hmm. Mine is uh, mine is asleep, and her head is right up against um, one of the wheels on my office chair. So I'm just <laughs> not game. Don't just move. Not gaming. I don't. Yeah, I'm not trying not to move. <laughs> Happens when Ben's on. Yeah. And speaking of Ben, you got some feedback. <laughs> or not. <laughs> huh. Do you think he's cursing? I don't know if he is. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe he'd just drift it off on us. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Okay. He's we hear you, Ben. You ready? All right. Indeed. In five. Four, three. And we also have some feedback from Patrick Yukers and. Ah!